Hi and welcome to a special Easter Thursday online service. My name's Gary Leach and I'm pastor here of Infused Church and want to extend a warm and, uh, and uh, welcome to you today. I uh, want to let you know that Jane and I are praying for you every single night at 7 o'clock. Jane and I get together, we're praying for you by name, we're believing for incredible things in your life, for your health, for your finances, uh, for your family, uh, we're praying for you because, because we care about you. So we just want to let you know that we're praying for you in this, uh, this particularly difficult time for our community and for families right across the world. Uh, I just want to uh, let you know that we're going to be taking communion uh, towards the end of this message. So if you've got some bread and a bit of juice there handy, it's uh, a good uh, opportunity for you to have that ready for the end of today's service. Uh, this is all part of a, uh, a specific uh, series of messages that we've been doing in the lead up to Easter about the importance of the cross. So before much further, I'm going to uh, pray for this message and then we'll launch straight into it. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you've brought us together from so many different walks of life. Uh, we are here uh, in the Adelaide Hills and we're further than that as well. And I pray that as people listen to this message, that you, Holy Spirit, would take my words and implant your word into the people's hearts today, that it brings transformation, that we are changed by the word of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit today. And I pray that in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. It's, uh, the title of this message is uh, that the cross makes all the difference. The cross makes all the difference. Colossians chapter 1 verses 19 to 21 says, For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. It's because of the grace of God that we are saved today. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 says that without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness. None of the world's religions can save their followers because apart from the atoning sacrifice of God's son Jesus Christ, there can be no forgiveness. I want to talk today about three people who were present during the trial and crucifixion who were profoundly influenced by Jesus. With all my heart, I believe that the cross makes the difference in our lives. So the first person I want to look at today is Barabbas. The cross made a difference in Barabbas's life. Matthew 27 verse 16 tells us that Barabbas was a notable prisoner. He was a notorious criminal. He was a murderer, a thief, and he even incited a revolt against the Romans in that day. When Barabbas woke up that morning, he was supposed to be executed. He was brought to Pilate instead and placed before a crowd. And the crowd chooses him instead of Jesus. Barabbas is set free, but Jesus is sent to be whipped and delivered then to the cross where he was to be crucified. Jesus took his beating. Jesus took his cross and Jesus took Barabbas's death. Barabbas should have died for his crimes, but he didn't. And here's what I've discovered, church, is that it is, there's, there's no life without death first. The only reason we're alive today is because something has died. Each time we eat, something has to die first. We eat meat, fruits and vegetables. Most of us do. 
So every time we eat, animals and plants have to die. And every day we live, we endorse the principle that life comes out of death. Spiritually, the reason that we can live is that Jesus died for us. There's no life without his death. So I thank God for the cross because we can have life through Jesus' death. The second person that the cross made a difference for was the dying thief who was crucified alongside of Jesus. In Luke chapter 23, verses 39 to 43, we read this. It says, One of the criminals who hung there on the cross hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. A powerful words, church, they really are. Here we find a conversation between the two thieves crucified with Jesus. Like Barabbas, they are guilty of their crimes and they deserved punishment. But one one thief defended Jesus and said to him, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied to him those those powerful words. Truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. This is one of the most remarkable events in the Bible. As unimaginable agony would have gripped these these men as they were being crucified, one man uh, focused on and trusted in Christ for salvation. Where did he get this faith? Where, I mean, how did he get there? Can I suggest to you that perhaps he was looking at Jesus all along. When this thief was nailed to the cross, it's likely that he struggled and fought. It's likely that there were three or four strong soldiers to hold him down. He would have cursed and screamed, but Jesus didn't struggle. He only prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The thief may have asked himself, who is this guy? Who is this man that's standing, like, uh, being crucified behind, beside me and he's not doing any of the things that I'm doing? See, history also tells us that being crucified, those being crucified, often shouted and cursed at the onlookers in their pain. But th- though the mob and the chief priests laughed and jeered, Jesus didn't bite back. He only remained silent apart from in a few places. The inscription above Jesus' cross reads, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Perhaps this thief who was crucified with Christ believed what was written about who Jesus was. Maybe it was in Jesus' eyes that they were like nothing the thief had ever seen before. Most of all, just being in the presence of Christ, it makes a difference. Could this be a picture Perhaps of God's grace, do you think? Christ was crucified with two thieves and in them were represented all of mankind. At the cross of Jesus, all humanity is divided into two groups and just two. Those who trust Jesus and are saved and those who uh, reject him and are lost. If Jesus can take a thief straight from the jaws of hell and translate him to heaven, he can take us there too, if we just will trust him. 
the third person that was profoundly affected by the cross, who, the, the, where the cross made a difference in his life, was the centurion. In the first three Gospels, all, uh, they all tell us how the, the Roman officer, this centurion, he is overseeing Jesus' crucifixion, uh, also expressed faith in Jesus along with the other soldiers that were with him. This centurion was a man appointed over 100 soldiers and he was especially good at killing. He'd done many crucifixions before in all likelihood. He probably supervised the terrible whipping that Jesus underwent. This man was a hard man. He was a soldier after all. This kind of work was his everyday job. This is what he did for a living. Why would he care about one Jewish criminal? Matthew 27 verse 54 says this. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly saying truly this was the son of God. Why did the centurion say this about Jesus? When these men saw perhaps the nature of Jesus, his willingness to suffer, they heard his gracious and forgiving words, they saw the sun darkened, they saw how Jesus controlled the moment of his death, they saw the storm unleashed and felt the earthquake after he had died, they became convinced all this was not a coincidence, but it was actually evidence that Jesus was the Son of God. See, the cross makes the difference. Something happens to people who get close to Jesus. They found themselves near a power from beyond this world. They found themselves near a love that humbled them and opened their eyes to his grace. So let me ask a question. Has the cross of Christ made a difference for you. The cross of Jesus made the difference in all of our lives. Barabbas was impacted, the dying thief was saved, and the centurion and his men, they confessed Jesus was the Son of God. Have we been impacted by the cross of Jesus? Hebrews chapter 2 and verses 1 to 4 says this, so we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard or we may drift away from it. For the message that God delivered through his angels, every violation and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think that we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who've heard him speak. And God confirmed this message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit wherever he chose. See, God tells us that we can't straddle a fence. There is a decision that people need to make. Matthew chapter 6 verse 24 says, and this is Jesus himself, he says, no man can have two masters. In other words, you're going to serve one or the other. You can't serve both. John chapter 4 verse 4 says, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity towards God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. See, we may be in the world, but we're not of the world. We're a different people. We are Christians. We, we operate under a different uh, mindset. A different kingdom uh, is, is, is the, the thing that we're a part of. God says, choose whom you will serve. 
A story is told of a gathering of friends at an old English estate near, that nearly turned to tragedy when one of the children strayed into some deep water. The gardener's son heard the cries for help from this child and got his father, the gardener, who plunged then into and rescued the, uh, the drowning child. That youngster's name was Winston Churchill. His grateful parents asked the gardener what they could do to reward him. He hesitated for a moment and then he said, I wish my son could go to college someday and become a doctor. Churchill's parents promised we will see to it. Years later, while Sir Winston Churchill was Prime Minister of England, he was stricken with pneumonia. The country's best physician was summoned. His name was Alexander, Dr Alexander Fleming, the man who discovered and, uh, and developed penicillin. He was also the son of the gardener who had saved Winston Churchill from drowning as a child. Later, Winston Churchill remarked, rarely has one man owed his life twice to the same person. What a parallel to Jesus. Jesus both made us as our creator and then he died for us too, to purchase our salvation. It's almost like we owe him our lives twice. The cross makes a difference, folks. The cross makes a difference. So this evening, the death of Christ on the cross at Calvary makes a difference. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for your people today to realise that the cross of Christ makes a difference for us. It's made a difference right throughout history from the moment that we see, we know and understand that Jesus died on that cross. Father, I pray that the depth and the profound understanding of, of what happened at the cross becomes a reality to us. Help us to understand it even more deeply and to appreciate it ever more in our lives. I pray that you'd help us to see that, to lean upon it and know that you are for us and not against us, Lord. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for Jesus who hung on that cross and died in our place. Father, thank you for that in Jesus' name today. Folks, I don't know if you know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. I don't know if... Uh, where you stand in so far as eternity is concerned, but I cannot go past this moment without giving people an opportunity to receive Christ as Saviour today. The Bible says that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, then we shall be saved. Because there's no salvation is not in any other name apart from the name of Jesus. So if you would like to receive Christ as your Lord and Saviour today, why don't pray this prayer with me? I'll just read it out and, and if you believe it in your heart and you speak it with your mouth, my Bible tells me and your Bible will too because I can show you in the places where it is that you shall be saved. Just, just pray this with me. Lord Jesus, for too long I have kept you out of my life. I know that I am a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I'm ready to trust you as my Lord and Saviour. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe that you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my Saviour. Amen.
If you've prayed that prayer for the first time uh, this evening, I just encourage you to get in touch with us just uh, in the comments below, uh, perhaps uh, right away that we can contact you because we've got some materials that we would love to give to you to start you on your journey of faith and grow in your relationship with Jesus. So just put something down in the comments below. That'd be fantastic. Right now, we're going to come to a time of communion. So if you've got uh, some bread and some juice ready, you might like to take that in your hands and, uh, and get ready for uh, uh, taking communion right now. If I could ask you, maybe right where you are, to stand, because I believe that uh, there's a certain honour in, in doing this uh, and that uh, we give honour to, to, to the Lord Jesus in, in doing this as we do stand. So uh, this is all about remembering the death of Jesus. His death on the cross actually made the difference. Jesus makes the difference. It says in 1 Corinthians 11 verses 23 to 26, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread or drink this, this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So this bread, it represents Christ's broken body, broken so that we can be made whole. So as uh, you're, you're standing here today and you've got the bread in your hand, maybe you're sick in body. Maybe there's something not right that's happening in your body right now. Maybe you know someone that's, uh, that's sick, that's not very well. Well, take this on their behalf and on your behalf today, believing that God will heal you as this becomes one with you. So right now, let's take the bread and eat the bread. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for healing my body, healing my knee, healing my back healing every part of my life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This cup of juice represents the blood of Christ. It's poured out for the forgiveness of sins, my sin and for your sin. And as you drink the juice, Know that Jesus forgives us and cleanses us of all unrighteousness. Father, we thank you for the, the blood of Jesus right now and this juice representing that. We thank you that we are cleansed from all unrighteousness. All our sins are forgiven and we give you praise and glory for that. That this clears the way for a right relationship with you. I thank you for it in my life, in Jesus' name. Thank you for shedding your blood, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Why don't you just take a moment and in the comments below, why are you thankful for communion today? Why are you thankful for the broken body of Christ? Why are you thankful for the shed blood of Jesus? Give thanks right now in the comments below. Let's celebrate together this wonderful moment of communion so that we can all be encouraged by what's happened here in communion because easter's not about chocolate it's about the death and the resurrection of our lord jesus christ and over this weekend it's nice to have some chocolate i really like chocolate 
but it's not about the chocolate. There's something much more important and it's what the difference that the cross of Christ makes in our life. It's the importance of the cross because Jesus makes all the difference. Father, I pray your, your people are blessed today. They're encouraged. They're uplifted. They're changed. They're empowered. That They know that they have the, the very DNA of heaven residing within their, their lives and their bodies right now. That the Spirit of God is within them. I thank you for what you're doing in their lives. Encourage them over this weekend as they connect with people in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us online today. It's been a great pleasure to be with you again this evening. Uh, we've loved it. I just encourage you to check out our online children's program and our youth program as well. If you don't know how to access that, if you again put something in the comments below on how we can contact you, we'd love to uh, give you the information that you need to be able to access that material. I just want to encourage you as well, in this time where people are in social isolation, reach out to people, connect with people today. Just take a moment, three people, just think of three people, three names of people that you know. doesn't matter if they're in the church, if they're your neighbours or your family, just think about those three. Ring them today, ring them maybe to, uh, over this weekend. Let them know that you care about them. Touch base with people through social media or text message or other means. Just get in contact with people and let them know. Reach out to people. Don't forget to like below and also maybe subscribe to our YouTube channel. Now, hey, how about this? Why not leave a comment about what you liked from today, uh, this evening's message or maybe uh, what you, impacted you the most from, from tonight's message? Uh, I'm excited to, to be bringing you a powerful message on Sunday. Uh, you won't want to miss it, actually. Uh, we're looking forward for you joining us together uh, again online this Sunday. So until next time. Continue to do the right thing. Keep social distancing, but don't disconnect from people around about you. And remember this, that God loves you and we do too. We care about you. You mean a great deal to us. And like I say, most weekends here at Infused Church, you've been lit up to light up. Now go and shine for Jesus to the greatest of your ability. Have a great week.